So I step back and I look at us all here in worship, gathering together and praying to God. I think about us and then the gospel and the readings, the prayers we say, the hymns we sing, looking for ways that help us to stop the spinning, come back to the center, feel the winds of the spirit and the energy it brings, and touch that indefatigable reserve of hope that we all have. And then to stir something that touches the hope as a congregation, a communion of believers in a way that unleashes it here, fills us and releases the great and boundless faith we have in God, knowing that God never wavers, never, ever, and is always present, always, always, or another way to say always, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and where you are buried, there I will be buried. May God do thus and so to me, and more as well, if even death parts me from you, always. Many times I have used this verse as part of a wedding ceremony. Ruth has long been a book of the Old Testament that honored the commitment and the dedication and love between two women and the family they created with the blessing and the support of Boaz, the owner of the field, who takes them under his protection. Truly, this is a story about faithfulness and the commitments that we make to one another and to God. It is a story that is often used to point to the love between two women in the Bible, just as Jonathan and David are used to point to the love in the Bible between two men. And it is a story about the ancient and restrictive Levite laws and legalism surrounding what happens when the husband dies and the woman remains. But it is a narrative within the laws using the laws as a structure, not as the dominating theme. The narrative is woven not into the ways in which the love is constrained or contained. Rather, it is woven in a way that the narrative is about these people who display their authenticity by the decisions that they make when the law is ambiguous, unclear, or even wrong for them. It is about they who are moved beyond the law, revealing how it is they make decisions about their lives based on love, on justice, and on their commitments to one another. The story of Ruth does rise. It rises above the reeling that we're feeling in some ways, certainly the reeling that she must have been going through with Naomi. It rises above the unpredictable things that happen in life. In its own way, it conquers the conditions of loss with love, overcoming what only appears daunting until the light of God, the God of love, shines upon them. In this case, as in most cases, that light shines from one person to the other, from Ruth to Naomi, Naomi to Ruth, and then to Boaz and return to them both. 
It comes through them as love always does. It comes through them as it comes through us. It is among the surest examples that God is in our lives when love flies as it does here. And love and commitment is the theme in Mark this morning as well. Mark's reading is a wonderful affirmation and an example of all of this. And it is presented in a somewhat unique way in the Bible. Jesus, through Mark, uses a scribe to affirm what Jesus has taught. It's very cool when you think about it. And for those of you who have ever taught, you know that part of teaching, part of the pedagogy or the methodology used in teaching has to do with asking a question, receiving the answer, repeating the, question, the answer, and then affirming that the answer that was given was correct. And that's exactly what happens here. Jesus is asked by the scribe, what is the greatest commandment? The first of all, he says. And we know it. We could say it together by memory. The first is this. Hear, O Israel. It's the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. And then Jesus adds the second you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now the scribe didn't ask Jesus for the second, just the first. But Jesus made the point, And he made the connection. And when the scribe repeats it back to Jesus and said, You know what, Jesus? You're right. You're right, teacher. You have truly said that God is one, and beside God there is no other, and to love God with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is surely more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus' reply, you are not far from the kingdom of God. The scribe says, Jesus, you're right. There's nothing here about vengeance to make things right. There's nothing here about hopelessness to bemoan things that are wrong. There's no sign of rebuilding anything to make it right again, to repair. There's not even an indication of sorrow, joys for that matter, none of them. And in Naomi and Ruth's time, in Jesus' time, in all times that have always been, things go on around us to tempt us to vengeance, to despair, to cynicism, and to more. If these were the problems, that were most important, that were most pressing, you would think that they would be the things that were being spoken about in the Bible. It would be about revenge. It would be about vengeance. It would be about building up what had been torn down physically. We talk about spiritually, but not physically. And yes, in some ways, the Old Testament has its share of that, but not in the New Testament. Instead, as Christians, for those of us who identify as such, as well as for others who find the same God on the same path, but in a different way, we trust in love and in the fullness of God's presence. In fact, we rely on it right now. We rely on it especially successfully 
when we can get ourselves out of the way. We get over the sometimes queasiness of telling others, telling ourselves, that we trust in God. When we get over that, it seems to work. When we let others know that we trust God, that we love God, and from there to do our best, we care for our neighbors because the God that loves us has called us to love others. Well, we know then, as Christians, as believers in the paths you may believe in that are different, that when we do things, the God you understand walks alongside of us, and yet, and yet, sometimes we're just a little bit embarrassed about it. Maybe it's something we keep a little bit too private. If you've watched any of the news reports, and I try to limit myself to it, if you've read any of the stories about the last week, you hear great stories of courage, some stories of terrible disappointment. Yet there's not a lot about we trust in God, we believe, we know we're going to be okay. It doesn't get covered as much. It's there, but it doesn't get covered as much. And I wonder if we too cover it sometimes in our own lives. Are we embarrassed to believe in God and to say we believe in God and we trust in God and we know that no matter what happens, as terrible as it is, somehow we're going to get through because God has promised us things that are greater than anything that can happen here and we will get through this and deal with it, but we know we are still loved and we know we are still God's and we know we are still okay. I don't know. I am often urged as a pastor, and not just here, it's a, it's a typical thing. You know what pastors get encouraged to do more often than almost anything else? Build up the congregation. Bring in some people. Yet I wonder how many people who have said that have brought a friend to worship How many people have said to their friends, you know, I go to church on Sunday, I do. I go to a place that I think is pretty cool. It's very different. I know you may have some reservations, and you should for some of the things churches have done and the ways that they've been. You might like it here. I like it here. Come on. I'll buy you lunch afterwards. You don't have to tell them it's free. But, you know, you can tell them that. I don't know. Sometimes it's just not an easy thing to do. I doubt it was easy for Ruth to make those commitments to Naomi. I doubt it was easy for Jesus to make those commitments to set his face toward Jerusalem because we're getting close now. And if Ruth is about vows and commitments to one another, then Mark's reading this morning confirms our vows to God and God's vows to us. It is the covenant. It is real. It is present. It is accessible to us all just by asking. And it is unshakable by anything. Your God, our God, is unshakable by anything. And can be relied upon. Anything. From anything that may blow out of the east to anything that appears as though it came out of the bowels of hell. Anything. It is a message that love of God and one another calls us to share. That's what I think we're called to share. 
is the message that says, from wherever you may come this morning, whatever it is that is troubling you, whatever joys you may have, turn to God as you know God. Share them with God. State them in some way. Talk with one another and pray. Pray a prayer like Ruth's. Where I, where you go, I will go. Or repeat Jesus' teachings. Love God, love neighbor, love God, love neighbor. However you do it, pray. Ask others how you can help. And don't be so afraid, speaking to myself, of saying that I get my help from believing in God, that I understand. Invite them to pray together with you if you're comfortable doing that. If not, bring them to a place where prayer is present. Not so they can look at you. So that they can find what brings you here, perhaps. But most of all, through this stormy week and through the next storm as we have in the past storms. Believe that you are heard when you pray and cared for by God always for it is so. And now let us continue this morning in this place of God's presence and love and the love we have in one another and the indefatigable source of hope that is deep inside of us that comes through all of us toward each other. And let us prepare with that for this table, bringing our prayers and our petitions as a community and a congregation to the table. And when we break the bread this morning, let us break the fear that holds us back from knowing how much we are loved by a God who calls us to share that with all. Amen.